0: You're listening to Fox Given, the one where we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that what it says at the end? I think so. Oh. We're back, curious fuckers. And there are changes and they're feeling good. Yes.
1: We've got behind the scenes. There's been a massive shift up um, and it's all for the better. So... We're really excited to see what the future has to bring for fucks given, for us, yeah. for come curious, for the future. Um, and for
0: now, we have control over everything.
1: So everything I- that you're <laughs> hearing is
0: like zero, like production. It's just me and Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: and and lauren he, he'll be editing the episode so yeah yes. that's
0: make sure you are supporting us through this time and this weird transition <laughs> we need okay. your support now more than ever because we don't have parents we don't have podcast yeah. parents
1: we don't daddy's have poor parents. gone <laughs> Daddy. mama where you gone abandonment issues <laughs> Um, yeah no there has uh, yeah I can't say that either Um, so if you want to support us please follow our Instagram please follow our TikTok and our Twitter where we can update you constantly on what's going on and if you can if you love our podcast please share our podcast with your nearest and dearest drop them into your WhatsApp groups put them on your stories tweet about us if you can because that really helps help support us. It's it's almost better than financial support is word of mouth. So please, if you can.
0: Yes. And I feel like 2023 is like the year of growth for fucks given. And I'm just like putting that out into the ether because we want to get out there and do live shows for you all and like tour around the world, around America, around the UK. And we just wanna reach more people with our, with our message. And like, I know that the curious fuckers, you all know that just talking about sex, even if it's for fun and about all the stupid, nasty stuff, just like, even like just blowjobs and cunnilingus, it helps so much <laughs> in your personal life. It's crazy. I mean, the amount yeah. of people that come up to us and say the sweetest things about the podcast. So please do share it far and wide because I feel like, well, we'd love, we'd love to touch more people, you know?
1: Mmm, baby. Consensually touch your hearts. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But anyway, I guess we should do like a little update kind of section.
1: Yeah. Florence, what's been going on in your life? What's been happening? Well, I can't remember what I said on the last
0: episode but i've been going through like am i like, is it like a whirlwind romance
1: <laughs> is that what it's kind called a thing. whirlwind romance
0: <laughs> i don't know something that happens very quickly and then you're suddenly like whoa okay cool this is happening and yeah, you
1: blink and you're like whoa
0: literally i mean i've <clears> been <throat> here for like just over a month and like the the the, the First, like at the end of the first week that I got here, I met my dude. My dude. So yeah, in the first, in the first week that I was here, I met my dude. And yeah, and then ever since then, I, we've kind of just been kind of doing like really nice dates and stuff. And I know you're all here to hear about the sex. And <laughs> there was something that I really wanted to tell the curious
1: fuckers. Florence (laughs) has been saving all this info up for me as well. So like you get the fresh, the fresh reaction.
0: So like the sex has been building up like, and it just gets better and better every single time
1: Mm. we have it. We
0: had great high sex.
1: Yes. What kind of high sex? As in like, don't want to assume what drug you're taking. THC. I had a bit of a, like a, I have a weed vape
0: pen but it's like really low mm. thc it's like 23 percent, which is like i'm definitely like a lightweight when it comes to drugs of any kind so yeah. yeah i was puffing on that and then the sex just was it was unreal because it was like cbd mm. and like the smallest amount of thc and the sex was just like everything was heightened without feeling like super stoned either um yeah. and it felt like I don't know when if anyone else has had this when they're having high sex, but it felt like I could feel his pleasure penetrating through me.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, the visuals. And also you've, <laughs> yeah. you've got that fine, fine Cali weed as well. It's not like uh-huh. the shit that they have in the UK where you have no fucking clue what you're smoking. You're yeah. like You know what you're smoking. Which is yeah. very beneficial. You it's know legal it's here. You...
0: It's legal to have high sex here. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Oh, and the one thing that I really wanted to share with you, especially Reed, is that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I gave my dude a foot job.
1: <gasps> okay, all right. I'm so impressed. <laughs> all right, I-, I got proud daddy vibes. <laughs>
0: we were just just like chilling out in bed and I can't I actually can't even remember how it happened but like my foot ended up on his dick Mm. and he was like there's something that really like hot about that he's like it's weird and I've never done it before but it's like it's kind of turning me on in like a weird way that like both your hands are like above the sheets and there's something like touching my dick i love this and um oh my god it was so hot also it was like the first moment i was like turned on by being a little bit more dominant
1: and oh, i had yes. like
0: one of my hands kind of like around his kind of neck and face and then i had like one of my thumbs like in his mouth
1: like oh my god stop <laughs> on the his thumb and the mouth and like, i literally just uh, felt my pussy drop jesus exactly
0: like, I was just like, wow, how mm. he looked so hot with my hand in his mouth. <laughs> God damn. Um. I was like, what is happening? And I was just turned on by the kind mm. of, like, power as well that I felt in that moment. Because mm. he seemed like, it was like a, I guess it's kind of a submissive thing to accept to do, like having a thumb in your mouth. Yeah, I like guess, I suppose
1: it depends on how you see it, really. But yeah, yeah. I think majoritatively it is but it depends it depends on the mood right it depends on the vibe yeah
0: so yeah and then and then he was like looking at my foot touching his dick and he was like this is kind of cool
1: <laughs> that's that's the best reaction it's like <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure about this but like okay i'm enjoying it let's run with it
0: yeah and that was the first time that i've ever done anything with my feet so
1: <laughs> nice i'm I also, very very quite- proud
0: It's quite hard to do stuff with your feet. It's
1: a bit of a workout. Oh, my days. It is the hardest thing. Like, it's hard giving head. It's hard giving a hand job because it's like, you know, it's a lot of muscles involved. But a foot job is you have to put so much effort into it. You have to engage your core. And it's always a really awkward position. Yeah. So my recommendation for the comfortable foot job is basically not to give the foot job necessarily do until you can't do any more, but then recommend them to grab your feet and like, basically use your feet as like a fleshlight as like a, as like a sex toy lube oh, as well. Oh, o- o- oiled up lube. That is, And there are so many ways idea. that you can fuck feet as well. Yeah. Cause it, it just gets too much. Like foot, foot jobs. Like, I, I, I can't do them for too long at all. At all, so you kind of just have to like find the way to make it work for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a first for
0: everything, and I what I like about him is that he's so open to exploration, and it's just like we were in the shower, Mm -hmm. and he he pissed in the shower, and I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah. And then I think I asked him a question. I was like, "Do you get turned on by that or something?" He was like, "What? Like, piercing on you?" And he,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then Do he was basically like, "Please
0: go." Up. And then we ended up fucking after having that conversation
1: oh all right i really fucking hope we've got a kingy boy in the is mm. <laughs> so exciting yes yes it's like i love it when they boy. think they're vanilla but then they're like oh fuck and their whole world opens up and they're like i don't feel shame around this anymore and i've been wanting to do it all this yes. time mm-hmm. i mean
0: i feel like that's most people right i feel like yeah. if you just are yeah. given the opportunity it's like "Oh yeah actually that foot turns me on or like that piss turns me on because it's
1: like yeah. weird uh. and like naughty and dirty. Yeah. Or like, can I fuck your armpit? Or like, oh, I don't know. Can I yeah. jizz in your hair? Anything, anything. So cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also might want to just put a disclaimer in when I was talking about how difficult, you know, uh, blow jobs and wank jobs are. I'm talking about, yeah, all oral. All oral is actually a lot of hard work. Uh-huh. A lot of hard work, and there's a lot of pressure around oral. Um, sometimes even more so than, like, sex and intercourse. Skills-wise,
0: you're kind of expected to know what you're doing with oral, whereas like sex, you can yeah. kind of get away with like just putting something in somewhere and like rubbing something.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy for you. I'm happy for you and your you. feet getting some attention. Mm. <laughs> Did, did it Thank feel good you. for you did you enjoy
0: yeah I was enjoying like turning him on that was yeah. kind of what I was getting out of it I was just like I really love the fact that you really love this yeah and, like seeing his pleasure and then also I gave him a hand job afterwards and mm-hmm. it wasn't my best hand job but he said it was. He said it was the best that he's ever had, and I was like,
1: "Stop oh, it! That's amazing. That wasn't yeah. even
0: my finest work."
1: Yes, gold star to you. That's so <laughs> yes, good. Yes, I just put it on mm-hmm. my chest. Yeah, <laughs> with with the footplay stuff, um, I feel like once you once you get rid of that shame feeling and the ick feeling and i'm so embarrassed like you can really start to notice how pleasurable the the bottoms of your feet are yeah it it has to be done in a certain way for you specifically because everyone's feet everyone's feet are so different so like you might like a massage that might be really great for you if especially if some feet are ticklish then doing it really lightly might not be pleasurable or might be pleasurable but you have to find like the the different senses like doing a foot job in my feet feels so great and then on top of that you've got the visuals as well oh man I love I love foot place so much you do you love it you fucking love love it
0: it (laughs) oh my god That reminds me, I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast, but I went to my dude's Thanksgiving with his family. And (laughs) I don't know if I'm liking that nickname, it's quite hard to say. (laughs) Um yeah, so I went to my dude's for Thanksgiving, and we were staying at his uncle's house, and we had like the best silent, slow sex.
1: Oh, it was like
0: and it was so good. It was like the moment that I was like fuck we work really well together like your dick that slow down pussy and like I got the wettest I have gotten like in like a really long time it was like slipping and sliding like I don't know what was going on down there it was also the week before my period so it just didn't make sense at all so yeah just like spoons position with like a hand around the neck or on the nipples. Oh my god, he was playing my nipples like a fucking instrument at one point point. I was just like, holy oh, fucking shit. Oh and then like the dick coming oh. in and out like super slowly from behind. And then a hand down on your clip. It's just like it's it's mm. actually just like it's the best for trying to be quiet. And then like they can put the man like hand over your mouth and he was like shh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Oh god! Honestly, that is so good. It's when you're, and also the the senses are just so much more heightened because you can't just be bulldozering in and making loads of noise. You're kind of like you're noticing every little movement, every yeah. little noise. Yeah. That's why having sex when in places that you shouldn't, especially at like parents' house or partner's parents' house or wherever. It's just so, it's so good. So good.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing all the curious fuckers' stories about their Christmas fuckeries.
1: Yeah. So gather, gather your Christmas fuck stories. Yes. Don't do anything. Don't do anything that. Let mm, me rephrase, rephrase this.
0: Don't do anything I wouldn't um, do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was more meaning, like, don't do anything for the sake of telling Uh-oh. us, you know, make sure. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like doing like, oh, I'll, I'll masturbate right next to my sleeping grandpa, you know, like, <laughs> this will be fun for the podcast. No, please um, don't
0: do that, Curious Huggers.
1: I mean, whatever floats your boat, but like, no, not cool <laughs> if he wakes up on oh, oh,
0: no, no. no. Is there anything that has been going on for you, Reed?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> there's been a lot. Um, and it's been, yeah, I'm gonna try not to get, like, too down about it, too, like, depressed, but, yeah, just been going through some, uh, yeah, literally insane waves of mental health and lots of ups, lots of downs, um, but I feel like I am starting to feel myself again, uh, made some big changes in my life, huge changes, like, yeah, big life changes, um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, I'm seeing a new therapist, um, Mm -hmm. a gestalt therapist. And that's been really incredible, too. So, yeah, just sort of like kind of making my way through life and figuring it out and um, just learning. I'm using a lot of this time to learn. So reading a lot of articles, listening to a lot of self-help podcasts and Yeah. I've even ordered some books. What the fuck? (gasps) I don't know what's going on with me, but Read doesn't read. You know you know it's serious when I order a book. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Um So yeah, other than that, um and I might be able to talk about it properly on the podcast at some point, but I think I need to figure it all out.
0: Yeah. I mean this is real life shit, right?
1: We can't be real life shit
0: roses and rainbows all the time like especially Absolutely. this time of year I feel that like there's something about like the holiday season and you know when it gets dark and cold and it's 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 really hard
1: yeah it's a definite um, you know it's mixed with SAD yeah. uh, seasonal yeah. defective diso- affective <laughs> defective <laughs> defect. defe- the defect seasonal defective disorder And there's been, well, there's been a lot. There's just been so much that's gone on that it just makes complete and utter sense as to why I've been feeling this way, but also absolutely no sense whatsoever. So yeah, it's just trying to like figure it all out. Journaling a lot, doing a lot, exercising, I think a normal amount, just exercising more than I was before, you know. Oh, and I had my ADHD test, but Ah. I'm still waiting for my results. Amazing. Um, so hopefully hopefully that's gonna explain a lot. And I'm waiting on my doctor to refer me to do a sort of psychologist, psychiatric yeah. psych psychiatrist fuck. Those are a lot of pH words and I don't know which one they are. <laughs> but assessment. One of those assessment to see if there's yeah. something else going on with me.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Um I think Lots it's of- all Lots of good things in there though as well. Like as long as much as like it is a negative time, there's lots of like, you know, self work, sorting things out, therapy, Mm -hmm. like you're putting in all the right things
1: yeah and even though the like the depression makes it so hard to be motivated around it Mm -hmm. I am you know if I can't get out of bed and I can't go to the gym or I can't like even you know get something to eat then I will sit there and look up why I can't do those things or Mm -hmm. you know like what are little things in my bed that I can do but also not being too hard on myself as well and not being like, you have to do everything. You have yeah. to push yourself. If I need to take a day off, I can take a day off. Or if I just yeah. feel the need to do work and distract myself, that's okay too. It's your personal journey yeah. and you got to do it the way that you want to. Um So yeah, especially around this time, especially around like the end of the year, the cold winter months and around Christmas, I think a lot of people, I mean, we're, we're in, we're sort of what, getting into December now things are getting Christmassy and that yeah. can be a really hard time for people so a lot of a lot of sympathy comes out Sy- sympathy goes out to anyone else out there that's that doesn't love Christmas um there's a lot of people that don't love Christmas I'm definitely yeah. in that boat
0: like it doesn't necessarily make me feel depressed Mm. Last year, it might have been slightly different because I was going through it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if you're not in a good mental space and then Christmas is on top of it, it can be really jarring because you're just seeing like everyone getting ready to like be festive with their families. And like, you know, most people's families aren't like that. You know, like there's so so much, um, you know, not broken homes, but like dysfunctional families and like, you know, different ways of being a family.
1: Yeah, being with your family can be a really stressful time, maybe even something yeah. you dread or want to avoid. So yeah. do just remember that you are you can make your choices. You can choose to make plans with with other people, with friends, like take yourself out on a self-date, take yourself out for a Christmas meal if you can get it booked in ASAP. Um you don't have to spend all your time with your family even if they're expecting it. You you can put down your boundaries, and you can say, you can be very clear and say, okay, I'm going to spend this amount of time with you, but after that, like, uh, you know, I need some time for me. Yeah. And if they can't accept it, if they freak out, if they react negatively, then that's on them. You've just put down your boundary, and they should respect your boundary for whatever reason that is.
0: Yeah. Down, 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 down. Oh. Down, yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> okay, well...
0: now, to finish the second half of this episode, we actually asked you if you wanted to know anything, if you wanted if you had any questions for us. And it's on it was mm-hmm. over on our Instagram. So if you're not on our Instagram, you have to go and follow us because we get we get you involved for the pod on the Instagram. <laughs> we get you in both. So I wanted to read out some of the questions that we could answer for you. And also thank you so much for all the messages about like Welcome back, we missed you, super cute. So we have some good questions here. The first one is, I keep trying to go down on my partner,
1: but he says no and never goes down on me. I think it's very easy to say like, run, run a mile, but it's, it's just never that easy. No. It's never that easy when you're in that situation because you clearly care for this person, you want to be with this person, and this one thing that you want them to do, then they're not doing it so it's it is definitely a discussion and not just like a like I'm gonna be annoyed at you for not doing this you need to actually have a sit down and and like really yeah. really make it very clear to them that this is extremely important for you and it's not it's not working it's not settling yeah you you, you need them to make the effort otherwise it's it's going to start affecting your relationship in negative ways. Yeah, it's such
0: a weird one, isn't it? Because you can't force someone to want to have oral sex. Like mm. you like all
1: sexual things need to be consensual and both people need to enjoy them and want to do them. That's a very good point. Yeah, you can't can't force it. Cuz yeah, that is that's really sad. It's it sounds like this person has a lot of um issues or insecurities around it. Mm. No one says no otherwise really. Um you know, maybe it's worth opening up the conversation and asking them, you know, wh- why do you say yeah. no? Like, I, 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 this is something that I want to do, not for me, but for, for us, for our intimacy to bring us closer together. And I completely respect and your feelings are valid, but I, I just want to understand why.
0: Also, oral um, sex is fucking scary. Like, I remember the first time that I yeah. was like, okay, I should give a blowjob. But I was terrible terrified of it and I was always like really surprised that my boyfriend at the time liked going down on me because I felt quite quite a lot of shame around my vulva mm-hmm. so it could be something to do with shame that he has around his own genitals or, and he just does he just hasn't had the education around it to feel comfortable about it or maybe even trauma You never know. And I think that's why the conversation is so important, but it might be hard to have the conversation. Not everyone is open to talking about sex like we are. So it's kind of like baby steps. How can you get him to open up about it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being absolutely mortified at the idea of my boyfriend looking at my yeah. vulva, my very first boyfriend. Yeah. Like I would, I, oh no, it was my tits as well. Like I was so terrified. And I remember the first time they did, I was like, I was like, I remember holding my hands in my head, just like so full of shame and embarrassment. And that does go, but it only goes if they're willing to take the risk and to to let them do it. But it's also, if that's something that you're missing, it, it does need to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and more understanding around it, you know, do your research look it, look it up, find if there's anything out there, any resources that can be helpful?: Yeah, definitely. okay, so the next question is, I want to have
0: sex and to lose my virginity, but I don't know how to go about it.
1: yeah, that's also very hard It, <laughs> it depends on it depends on m- multiple things like your age, it depends on um, how sociable you are. It depends on, you know, if you're actually finding people that might be likely to have sex, like whether or not you're in party situations or friends of friends, because that can be really hard if you feel like you're not meeting people. I feel
0: like there's always like a want and desire before it happens. And it's like about not... Oh, for years. for years. Like not... So it's about not putting the pressure on yourself to like do it because you want to do it. I remember like... I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly think I wanted to start having sex when I was 13 and like, I didn't- Yes, yeah. same, 13. I didn't have sex until I was 15, but like late, like nearly 16. I think it was like 15, 16 kind of time. Yeah. And that was like halfway into a relationship after doing like so much other stuff. And like, all I really wanted was to lose mm-hmm. my virginity and to have sex. I mean, virginity is a construct anyway, yeah. but like- yeah, it kind of just happens when it's supposed to happen. Like you I don't know about like going out and seeking sex in that kind
1: of way. That's what I mean it depends on it depends on age. Yeah. Because if this person is a teenager, then yeah, going out and seeking it might not be that healthy, but if they're like, you know, mid 20s, then I can completely understand yeah. why you know, putting yourself in positions where you might p- meet people that would want to be intimate with you is important. Yeah. But it, I think it's really age dependent. For, for me, I I was thinking and wanting to, wanting to have sex from about the age of 13, started masturbating at 14. Wait, no, the other way around. Must- started masturbating at... The, no, younger than yeah. that, I think. Anyway, um, and then I didn't have sex until nearly my 18th birthday, but there were so many factors involved where I, my mum was like, you know, I was like, oh, what age do I lose it at? My mum was like, just lose it when you're ready. Yeah. And that was really helpful. And also I was in an all girls school so that as much as I had friends who were were people I was attracted to. And also, again, virginity is a construct. I lost my like lesbian virginity, my bi-curious virginity, like way before I was even with a dude. Yeah. Um, but... It, was, it wasn't until I was comfortable with my boyfriend at the time that I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. And I remember being ready first time I met him, but I actually held back for about four months, I think, yeah. because I don't think he was ready. And um, that's
0: the other thing, is that it just has
1: a- to be good
0: for both people. And you, there needs to be like a level yeah. of trust when it's your first time having sex. There needs to be, you need to have comfortability and trust. And you, I feel like you should, I mean, I don't think you need to be in a relationship at all. I know loads of people that didn't have their yeah. um, first time in a relationship and like, it was still great. Um, but I would just say like, mm-hmm. if the person's a friend, just someone that it's like, cause you remember your first time forever. You will never not. Yeah, you
1: do. Even if it was shit, even Literally. if Literally. <laughs> so <laughs> you like, you kind of do want to make sure it's like kind of okay and nice. Um and if that means just waiting for the right moment, it's worth it. It is worth it. Don't like like Florence said, don't put pressure on yourself because then that, that might push you to lose it too soon or you know, you kinda just want to feel the moment, feel how right it is.
0: And the next question is please help me. I got B V after my period and I haven't been able to shift it. Oh man. No This oh. is like Florence, my question you're the, the, the B V queen on this yeah. one. <laughs> so i've been suffering with chronic bv i was suffering was the uh main word of the day here um for two years i think i was like on and off and it just wouldn't really go i would treat it with like the caniston pessaries and like the balance active pessaries even tried the whole boric acid thing for a while which i Mm -hmm. don't really recommend i know a lot of people like love boric acid and it did work for like lessening the symptoms um for a bit but it never treated it and what it did do to me mm-hmm. was actually my insides started bleeding every time i had sex and i was like it's 100 percent because i've been putting fucking acid in my pussy
1: yeah, but also the pessaries can do that yeah. as well. Every time I use a thrush pessary yeah. and I have sex afterwards, it just it, it can just like weaken the walls, but then that I think that's part of why it's supposed to get rid of the bacterial infection because it yeah. kind of like yeah, like flushes it all out. So the
0: main thing to treat this, I would say, is to look beyond um just the vagina, like, it's not just happening out Mm -hmm. of nowhere. Like, what are you putting into your vagina? What are you washing with? What clothes are you wearing? I stopped wearing thongs. So, like, no more thongs. No, like, tight clothes would always cause it for me. This is, like, fucking
1: a lot but i also then leggings s- yeah. gym gym clothes cycle yeah. shorts like they all do it particular types of fabric yeah. as well the like breathable ones any of the the elastic ones yeah you want to like switch all your clothes to cotton switch <laughs> all your underwear to cotton so it breathes yeah. i know it's long and annoying but it's worth but it but the
0: biggest game changer is diet here and mm. I I don't know what your diet is in particular, but being vegan for me, I think really fucked up my gut after being vegan for five years. Um, And obviously being vegan is great and I'm sure there are different ways to do it, but I was eating so much processed vegan meats and like so much tofu and all the soy. Um, So I like completely um, changed my diet. So no more oat milk almond milk instead um I started eating fish and eggs again no more no more soy products so I have like tofu every so often but it's not like a regular in my diet anymore sugar is the biggest thing to cut out sugar yeah sugar and alcohol,
1: alcohol
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) literally all
1: the fun things which is just stop doing them and which is really tough because it sounds so so like they they're part of like the fun things of life the thing is it's one rule isn't just gonna be for you you have to find what works for you like try different things and also Um, antibiotics are the
0: only way mm -hmm. to like get rid of like a persistent um infection basically So I, when I was dealing with all of this, I sort of changed up my diet, but I I also took antibiotics and made sure that I had probiotics every single day. So I've started taking Simprove every day (laughs) because it's like scientifically proven to like the bacteria to actually reach your stomach. Whereas quite a lot of like the pills and the tablets that you take, sometimes the bacteria Mm -hmm. doesn't even survive until it gets to your actual stomach. Um, So you want to make sure you've got really good probiotics in your diet and that can help. You want that every single day.
1: Yeah, and also want to be checking like... You know, what are you putting up inside you? Are you, you like what kind of sex toys yeah. are you using? Are you using like cheap ones? Are you what kind of condoms are you using? Who are you fucking as well? Because I feel like when you're fucking another person, especially if there's no protection, you will be getting their bacteria, no matter what. Even if they're super clean, even it like they will just have natural bacteria that could just be offsetting your balance um so it's also worth talking to your partners and letting them know with especially with thrush that can be passed through sex so you could get rid of your thrush but they might have symptomless thrush and they might end up putting it back in you um I I don't know if it's the same for BV. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. But also ask them as well. Like, what are they cleaning themselves Mm -hmm. with? What are you Mm -hmm. cleaning yourself with? You know, don't be doing them fucking douches and like using like FemFresh and stuff, you know. Use nice um, uh, toiletries and like pH balance stuff, fair enough. But don't be putting anything up there that's like not, doctor approved look everything up and do your research you want to
0: stay as natural as possible with all of these things yeah basically your vagina is apart from the antibiotics your your vagina is self-cleaning so you don't need to clean it with anything other than water
1: that's how it stays i don't i don't clean mine yep i yeah i never clean like in clean around but not in with water only never soap Never soap. Gosh, oh my no. God, like the block soap that your nan gives you. yeah Never. the first time I ever had BB
0: was because I had like washed with dove soap and it's like the oh, yeah. the fragrant the most fragrant like and forever that soap smell reminds me of the first time I had BB. No that's. <laughs> poopy. The next question is what to do when one partner wants Em ethical non-monogamy and one isn't keen. Together for five years, sad
1: face. Oh, that's a really tough question to ask, especially if you've been together for five years. Um, It's definitely quite a big value that you both disagree on. Um, I think you can make it work. You can't force your partner to do anything they don't want to do, especially if non-monogamy, you know, that could really hurt somebody. That could really affect the relationship negatively. So, you know you again a lot of it is just conversation a lot of it is trial and error because no one no one knows what your relationship's like apart from both you and your partner and the best thing you can do is just try to explain why you want this why you might need this in your relationship um and if if you can see a future without ethical nonmonogamy um then it's worth it's worth staying but if it's the thing that you keep thinking about that you keep wanting it's worth asking if you can try it you know like you know to say a lot of hypotheticals but that could also really negatively affect the relationship Um, is there any
0: way that you could get what you want from non-monogamy without being non-monogamous like would he would they be interested in a threesome or like group parties Mm -hmm. um sex parties where you go together basically they're just like swinging group activities I would say would they be more interested in something like that and you would kind of get your fix of non-monogamy through that or if it's like porn I don't know like anything that you can do together that's sexually explorative that would give you what you want
1: from that world because mm-hmm. non-monogamy is you get to make the yeah. rules. So your version of non-monogamy might not be sleeping with other people. It might literally be flirting with other people or, or sex chatting with other people online, and that's it. That's where you draw the line and draw the boundary, yep. and whether or not you decide to talk about it or not. You know, you there are there are so many different things to non-monogamy, but you just have to find what works for you. If that's what your partner's okay with trying, but again, if if not, then you have to ask yourself, do you want the non-monogamy because you're visualising sex or intimacy with other people? Or do you want the non-monogamy because it's really something that you can see in your future yeah. and and nothing around I it? I would
0: even say go to couples therapy over this. I feel like talking it through with yes. a professional
1: would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. We love
0: professionals. Yes. We love professionals. How to make the most out of glass dildos? Oh, hello. That's a cool question.
1: That is because a really cool question. Glass
0: dildos can be quite versatile in terms of like temperature oh. play.
1: Yeah, I think glass dildos are really underrated. They're not as obviously like ma- malleable, but they can be, they can feel so good. They can look so sexy um what puts me off is the temperature is that I have to warm it up before I use it because I don't like it being cold but it can be a real positive or bonus if you like temperature
0: play I think it's cool to experiment with that because you can either put it in like a bowl of like hot water before or cool water well not hot water like warm water Mm -hmm. because you want it you could try it being like slightly warmer than body temperature as well some people really love that
1: yeah, I feel like glass sex toys are mainly for solo pleasure or to be watched. I,
0: yeah. when
1: I've had glass toys used on me before, the person has to really know your body mm. so that, you know, it's not in a, a different angle. So you have to be very communicative and. Um, But it's definitely, I don't know, there's something very beautiful and visual about glass sex toys. Like they look so sexy. I love
0: it when you like get them fully lubed up and it's just so slippery. And like the, Mm. I would say to, to make the most of it, definitely try using like different types of lube as well. Because it's glass, you can use like oils, CBD lubes and like all of that stuff. Anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can use anything. Would I, I would recommend if the glass is too cold, maybe run yourself a bath and put your glass toy in the bath. So that when you're in the bath you can play with it. Yeah. That would be quite nice. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. But also just to say, um, it's toughened glass and it is so I don't even think it's possible for them to break unless dropped. So don't feel anxious about using the glass they wouldn't put them out on the shelves if they weren't completely safe yeah they're, they're so stunning to look at as well like i love having them in my collection yeah. because i think they just look
0: so yes. nice but i also mine are out mine are yeah out. i also really do <laughs> love the feel of them inside but yeah i would just say lube mm-hmm. and trying temperature play is like the best thing to do with glass dildo okay so our last question of the podcast is I can't tell the difference between squirting and orgasming. I can squirt over and over again, but other times I've slept with people and haven't. The sex has felt good with others, but if I didn't squirt, have I orgasmed?
1: Oh, that's fascinating. Um, that is really fascinating. I would say that I I definitely don't know enough about squirting. I actually don't think that like science and research knows enough because there hasn't been that much research into yeah. it. Uh we hear a lot of different things and there is new stuff coming out about about squirting. Um so yeah, I mean squirting I've been told isn't necessarily an orgasm. That's what I was going to say. It's more of a release. Yeah. yeah. You can still squirt separately an orgasm yeah. separately. But for some people that that release that squirt release is pleasurable enough to be an orgasm
0: yes
1: yeah but then some people squirt but also need the actual orgasm as well and they can't do both simultaneously at the same time yeah i've
0: heard a lot that people squirt before they orgasm But you can define your own orgasms. That's really kind of what it comes down to. I think when I was first experiencing orgasms, you really like get in your head about like, have I orgasmed? What does it feel like? And stuff like that. But then ultimately, if it feels like something that is orgasmic and pleasurable and your body's like pulsing and like it feels great and there's like contractions and like squirting is definitely some kind of contraction then your squirt could be your orgasm um but it also doesn't yeah. mean that you haven't orgasmed with other partners just because you didn't squirt it's very very common for people not to squirt all the time some people just squirt um, yeah. every so often if, if if they're hitting the right spot you know
1: yeah, same with orgasms, right? Yeah. Some people orgasm, some people don't, yeah. you know, like, sometimes you could be with someone that helps you orgasm every single time, yet maybe one, at some point you don't. I think it is subjective. But yeah, I don't know. I I think they are two separate things. But I still think that you can consider squirting an orgasm or an or pleasurable orgasmic experience but again i don't squirt so i don't really know enough and i'm sure there are listeners going like (laughs) like no it's this and no it's that and that's absolutely fair enough yeah please do Um, write in
0: join the curious fuckers club on facebook and please let us know what you define orgasms and squirt as it'd be cool to like come up start a chat (laughs) for sure in our little community space yeah, so cute. Bow chicka wow, chicka, wow, chicken wow chicken wow, chicken wow, chicken wow chicken
1: Oh, oh I feel so good.
0: <laughs> we do have a fuck off story. Someone has oh, written in a fuck-off story. We haven't had one for I ages. know. I feel like Yay. we should just start ending
1: each episode with a curious fuckers fuck off story. Yeah, that would be so good. Um So for those of you who might not know, the fuck off story is the sex story that you have that literally makes people go, no way, fuck off, get out of here. The fuck off saying is a very British thing. People say it all the time, like, fuck off, no, no. And it could be like for something that's like crazy or funny or hilarious or just shocking. So yeah, that would be your fucking, your fucking story. That would be your fuck off story. So this week's is... I pegged
0: a guy working at number 10. His... Wait, what? In brackets. Boris. Messaged him (gasps) whilst I was fucking him and I worked it into the Uh. degradation. It was a Dom's dream.
1: My God. Oh my God. (sighs) I'm loving this so much.
0: Wait, someone... Pegged a politician who was working for Boris Johnson
1: <laughs> at Number Ten Downing curious Street. Curious fuckers, don't the actual fuck. that is that okay? That's amazing. That is on like the top ten list for sure. I feel sure. like
0: I've just met a celebrity by reading this story. It feels like that, that good.
1: Yeah, it's this is incredible.
0: I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe one of the curious fuckers did that. Like, I feel like so proud right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> proud daddies proud daddies oh my proud god proud daddies oh thank you so much for sharing that with us that was incredible wow I cannot believe I'm just imagining it now like pegging this person dominating them degrading them and Boris texted oh god that's him. so fucking hot <clears throat> Boris Boj Boj, oh and they used it in the play as well they used it in the play oh my god what, what would they have said
0: like Oh my God, the pr- the Prime Minister is messaging you whilst my fucking dick is in your ass.
1: Yeah, I love how you went, like, <laughs> you went American. <laughs> I don't know why it should be like... Oh. It's more like... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do the posh British voice to be like... Oh, you like that, don't you? Yes, you love it when I'm fucking your ass as your boss messages you. Yeah, look at your phone. Look at Bojo. Yes, you fucking Tory scum. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm so into it. That's how Oh my God, That's that is hot. so good.
0: What an amazing way to finish our first little independent solo podcast recording. That that was fucking incredible.
1: Thank you so much for sending that in. Thank you to everyone who wrote us questions as well on our Instagram. It means a lot. It's been really lovely seeing your support over this quiet period. Um, So please, if you can keep doing it, tag us and we will repost if we see it. Also tag Florence and my personal Instagrams as well so we can see it on there because we're not always on the Come Curious Instagram. Yeah, I mean, if
0: anyone wants to work for us and become our social media guru, then slide into our DMs on Instagram as well.
1: Hey, yes, please. We are always looking for people to- Join the team. Yeah. Work with, baby. Work with. Yeah,
0: make sure you rate and subscribe and follow and follow all the YouTube, Twitter, OnlyFans, if you want to support us in that way, see us naked and all that. Um, yeah. And you'll actually see us next Thursday, things crossed.
1: Mm, yeah. And OnlyFans, yeah. you got to check out the OnlyFans if you're hot for us, please. <laughs> yeah. Plus it supports us. us. <laughs> yeah. hmm And if, you, if you're into more foot wanks, go to my foot account. Oh, my God. Account. I've got a foot-specific fetish yeah. OnlyFans account. Oh, my account. God, the foot
0: fetishists would have loved maybe this episode.
1: They would. Okay, maybe I should put it on on my episode, and be like, okay, <gasps> it could be a promo for your OnlyFans. Yes. Be like, foot guys, follow
0: Florence. You never know <laughs> what's gonna be happening over on my OnlyFans. You never know. Okay, curious fuckers, you'll hear from us very soon. And thanks okay. for sticking
1: with us. <laughs> yeah, we love you love all. You. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, speak to you soon. Lots
0: of love. Bye.
1: <laughs> da, 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 da.